Welcome to a, a live episode of It's Worth Living. Uh, today we're talking about, uh, we're, we're going to discuss men's um, depression and how uh, to handle um, how to handle it when you uh, when you're feeling depressed. Uh, we did an episode on on it in um, a couple of weeks ago on uh, mm -hmm. uh, live on the podcast. But uh, we had a few people who asked, not only asked questions but really made a lot of comments. I have to say this topic was uh, originated from Sean's post on Facebook because it, it got so much uh, track and so much. Um, uh, uh, you know, response and, 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 and so many people engaged about it. We wanted to bring it to our podcast. And from there, so many people talk about it a lot more because people who wanted to share about their experiences, people who wanted to at least feel some, you know, just know that other people were going through a similar situation. They were, they're really happy that we, we touched on it. And, um, so we felt the need. Why not bring it to the to the audience in a live video? And hopefully, you know, people will you know bring some more of their experiences and topics that they may wanna. Well, not just topics, but you know, points that they wanna make, or you know, any shout outs at uh, people who have had that experience and want to at least point it out. But anyway, um, before before we get started, Edson, what, what do you have to? I guess what what was some of the highlights you wanted to point out in this episode about this episode or this topic in general? Well, uh, first and foremost, man, thank you, Sean, for of course joining us tonight. Um, it's different. Thank you for even the um, the thought of doing this live. You and you know and Pete thinking about this. Um, uh, it, it definitely is is different, but it's good. You know, having the chance to um, have other people tune in and um, to share, you know, and get feedback and we can go back and forth. But in regards to what you asked, Pete, I think one of the main topics, I think that um, um, that we touched on from the last um, few episodes in regards to men and um, understanding what depression is and, and what it may be linked to, um, for us as men, it's a lot more difficult to, I think, understand or to relate to or even to, um, to admit that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And sometimes for us, I think we, 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 we don't see, we don't see gray. We see black and white as men, you know, we like things that are consistent, that are uh, um, almost order schedules, you know, whereas women, they can sort of, if they have a feeling, they can run ask somebody for help or they can kind of change certain things. Where for us, like I said, it's regimented. But the thing that I, that I've noticed for me is that I think when you, have, when you hear the topic of depression and you're, you're starting to see the characteristics and some of the behaviors, it allows you to now sit back and say, hmm, is this something that I'm dealing with or someone else that I know that may be struggling with? And the question now is, if it is, are we going to uh, um, um, accept or are we going to go into denial? And I think for some of us as men, we, 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 we more so go into the denial and just keep going on, either doing more work, keeping ourselves busy so that we don't necessarily have to think about it. So that way, when it's time to go home or when we crash, we just crash. Yeah. We don't sleep, try to sleep it off. And then the next day, our schedule is let's keep busy so that we don't necessarily have to focus on it. Um, that's one, one of the areas. And I think, too, 
for, for many men, you know, who are families or who you have other people that are dependent on you. I don't think you necessarily want that um, idea of all men, um, the vulnerability of letting your loved ones know that, hey, something is wrong and I'm scared. Because again, we're, we're, we're usually raised as men to not necessarily talk about these things, you know? And especially in our black community, as, as men, are, we're not taught to say, hey, there's a problem, let's talk about it. It's more so, hey, brush it off, keep it going. Yeah, sometimes yeah. sometime as, as men, we tend to uh, mistaken uh, strength uh, versus weakness when it comes to uh, when it comes to admitting, you know, whether or not we're sick, because we feel like if we admit that, then that means we are weak and and, mm-hmm. and, and not get the help that we need, and that can be our detriment. Now, Sean, I know you original you originally posted that and got so many people to you know to uh, respond to it. On the what came to mind? Why was that topic a thing for you? Uh, generally, I mean, why? You know, how did you come up with that? I mean, inspiration, uh, experience, or is it just uh, people that you know that was experiencing that situation that maybe you want to talk about? Um, um, so as you know, I spent a lot of time on Twitter. It's kind of like my social media of, of preference because it's like a big community. Twitter's like an ongoing conversation between people who, you know, either know one another or complete strangers, but they, they can contribute to a conversation. So, um, I don't know. I was just, I was just, you know, reflecting and it came to my mind because it's, it's very now often that you hear the topic of depression, right? Mm -hmm. It may not be much depth in regards to what the, what you hear relating to depression or if somebody's telling you depressed, but it's just you turn on the TV, you're in depression. You, you, you go on social media, you know, the, quest, the depression quotes or inspirational quotes to fight depression. And, and I'm just thinking, and I'm just like, as I tweet, I'm like, how, how do you identify? So for me, it was just like literally just getting a thought out into the space, right? And it, I, initially it was on Twitter and, you know, everyone, Right, everyone, literally everyone in my uh, that follows me on Twitter, sharing their ideas, sharing their you know their ways, how they not not only identify but how they you know combat you know, depression, and um and then I put it on Instagram and, and, and Facebook just to kind of like open it up more to, to to folk to give you know to continue to share out their thoughts, and again I was just like I, I still don't know that I know the answer that that I was looking for or not looking for, but I'm still kind of wondering, like, because the thing is, I don't I don't think I would know I'm depressed if I was depressed. Because, and, and Pete, you could attest to this, like we, especially with our pops, like we were brought up to like, yo, just, just get it done. Mm-hmm. Like dad, right, he worked, you know, long hours, he did the ultimate sacrifices, you know, to, to give us a better life. And the motto was just like, yo, I got to do what I got to do. Like, we ha- I have to do this because that's what survival is. So, like Edson mentioned earlier, a lot, as men, we're just taught we have to survive and we have to push through in order to get, you know, everybody else through, whether it's our family, you know, um, our, our, our kids and things of that nature. So, I'm just like, yo, if I was depressed, would I even know I'm depressed? And I'm not saying I'm depressed. I don't think I'm depressed, but I wouldn't know what it feels like. 
because I'm tired, right? I'm fatigued. Some days I don't want to get up and go to work. Some days I don't want to get up and work on my business. Some days I don't want to get up and talk to anybody. But that just feels like, you know, a normal human being on any given day. So is that depression? Like, what is depression? How do you identify it? Well, technically speaking, if, if you're looking for, for depression to be officially uh, diagnosed or something in your life, it has to last a certain amount of time. Some illnesses, it has to be, uh, it has to be a couple of weeks straight. Uh, other, others, it has to be about 30 days. So that's why they ask you, they ask you if you go to the hospital, you're seeing someone for, for, you know, because of how you're feeling, they'll ask you, how long have you been feeling that way? And it's not just because they want to, uh, you know, uh, annoy you with questions, but it's just to, to see how long this has been happening and that sort of give it and put it in the bracket. Because if you've been feeling the same way for, for like, let's say two, three weeks straight with no changes, then it can be viewed as something, an issue before they, you know, before they look at it closely as to because we have this thing called histrionic disorder. That's something you feel once in a while, something that, you know, is just, you know, you feel that way, you know, you, you know, but you, you um, sort of get over it and then you move forward. But other times it can be a, 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 a chronic illness if it lasts a certain amount of time. Ed, Eddie, any, any th thoughts on the question? Yeah, definitely, Sean. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because this year, and you know, working with, with, with children and working with students, um, especially during the pandemic, um, we hear that a lot in the schools, depression, sadness, sadness. And um, we actually started a program which is actually you, an educational program which is actually used in many schools. And it's called Signs of Suicide. And what Signs of Suicide is, is an educational program that correlates or links depression and suicide. And it helps um, to show signs of what it looks like from a young age, because a lot of students, a lot of children, believe it or not, are, hey, committing suicide. And so many people are like, well, why, how is it happening? Why, why, how did it get to this place? And oftentimes, when you trace it back, there was a form of depression. It's linked to it, you know? And, um, you know, oftentimes people would always say, it's more women, 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 but men, men, go through it a great deal. And the sad, the sad thing with him, like you said, you hold it in so long that rather than asking for help, you'll see, like, let's say, for example, a businessman who loses all of his business or loses millions. You hear he falls off, drops, you know, he jumps off the building without getting help. Or, because there's no time to like how some people would cut their wrist, you know, looking for attention. For us as men, oftentimes they just either, uh, either blow their brains out, so to speak, or try to jump off the cliff trying to end it because I don't want to deal with the pain. You know, we go back to saying, hey, as men, we don't talk about, you know, we were never taught to talk about it, brush it off. But then when the pain really sets in, you don't know what to do now, right? You, you, you're taught not to talk about it. So you rather stay at home, stay bundled up. I don't want to deal with anyone. I'd rather be by myself. Um, um, I'm not as active as I used to be. I'd rather be in the house. I don't want to go to work. I'm sad for a long period of time. I don't know why. Oftentimes, some people go into drinking, uh, um, drugs. There's just so much different avenues that we try to go to just to numb the pain. But the truth is, the pain is always there. And the sad thing is, for many, what they, what the, what the depression, what it leads to, 
oftentimes if it's not taken care of, it's suicide. It's suicide. And, and this year alone at, at the school that I work at, man, I can tell you right now the school started. I think right now we are at a list of over 80 students that have had suicide ideations. Mm. 80. Mm. 80. Yeah, that's that, um, so and, before you go, um is is it is depression an emotion? Like is it an emotional state that you're in until you kind of get helped out of it? Like do you wake up one day and you're depressed and you might be okay tomorrow or you're more depressed today than you are the next day? Like because again, you gotta be diagnosed, right? Based on symptoms and but like does it like can you can you work your way through depression without getting professional help? Like, as in like, is it, like I just want to know, like, is it just like an emotion? Like, how would you diagnose someone with depression if they tell you a trend of how they've not been feeling really great or happy or, or joyful? But then again, for me, I'm just thinking like, that's just a, that sounds like an average day in a, human's, in a human being's life. You go through ups and downs, you know, emotionally. You know, mentally, you just don't feel like I, I, I could probably post something on, on, on Twitter or Instagram and like, yo, who feels like going to work today? And 90% of people will be like, nah, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to talk to anybody today. I'd better just sit home on the couch, you know, binge watch Netflix. So, like, how do you, like, what, what exactly is it? Well, it, it, first, it does start with an emotional state, but then it also turns into physical. Okay, so it starts with the emotional aspect, the emotional state that basically that basically puts you in that one area where you don't want to do anything. But it's not so much that you don't want to do anything; you want to give up anything and everything. It's it, it, there's a thin line between being sad, being upset, being tired, being exhausted, and and, and depression. Because depression sort of gives you the idea that I don't think. I'm I'm worth being around. I don't think me being here makes a difference. And then you start having different thoughts that that makes life better without you. You see what I mean? And then that's when the you know, of course the the whole um, suicidal attempt you know well attempts tend to start taking place. But some people do. That's one thing I hate when, when well I don't like when people say oh I'm depressed today because they're just not feeling themselves. But then tomorrow they're great, you know, mm -hmm. or it's just a moment, a momentary thing. And then there's just, they, they're just not feeling it today. All of a sudden they feel like they're depressed. The term itself can be dire if you are not saying it properly, because it's like someone said they're OCD just because they like things in order. No, there is a, a thin line between someone being in order and being OCD because OCD, the key word is obsession and the compulsive the compulsive that that you the compulsive behavior that you cannot let go it repeats and repeats and repeats until it can actually hurt you but mm. you feel like you have to do it anyway you see what i mean and that that's the ocd aspect of it same thing with depression it can put you in a state where you literally don't like don't feel like you know what this is it for me I mean, we're not talking about yeah i'm just not feeling it today i want to just sit and binge watch tv versus Nah, this is over. I'm gonna just stay right here, and tomorrow maybe I'll just wanna die instead. Mm. You see what I mean? So that was it. But the thing is, it gets it, it gets worse over time because the the less of interactions you have with other people who may try to get you out of the the state, it is something you can get over yourself. I mean, we've met a lot of people who've done it, and we actually had the gentleman on on um, on the podcast as a guest who got over it uh, uh, himself. But it takes a lot of willpower, a lot of 
dedication because once you figure out that's the state you're in this is a little dangerous because you start thinking okay me being here it doesn't matter anymore me just having to do this or uh, improving myself is just a waste of time when you start feeling that way you are in the danger zone because mm. you know so if you don't find a way to do it yourself you get professional help or if somebody that's why they say friends have to check on each other because certain key word they would start saying all of a sudden if, if i don't see this dude coming out in, uh, anymore every time you try to get him to do something that he was very quick to jump at doing all of a sudden he's like nah it doesn't matter anymore obviously even if it's not depression there's a problem period so the more mm -hmm. they get in that into that hole the worse it gets to the point that their existence doesn't really matter anymore and they try to fix that and you know we're fixing that you know it, it gets it gets crazy so they you know if you go to the hospital first thing they'll offer you of course is medication and it's not because the medication is not good but it's not the first and best way to deal with it because you know there are other ways that you can fit you can deal with it you just have to want to take the step the necessary steps it's it's always hard to get out of that hole but we have to the thing in men because we are used to working hard and pushing hard and hold our feelings to ourselves and do this do that we sometimes mistaken that with actual depression you see what i mean and sometimes if because we hold it in for so long by the time someone figure out something is wrong it's too late so it, it, it's a, it's a, it's hard that's why a lot of men commit suicide like the the most gruesome way. Mm -hmm. And when you see that, a lot of people even after that, they would, say, they would give an excuse. Or, you know, it wasn't him or it was this, it was that. Something else had to influence them. It wasn't an illness. And that becomes a stigma in our, in our society. If men have that type of illness, they cannot talk about it because then they'll be seen as less of a mm -hmm. man or weaker than the average. And that's not the way. We're trying to see if we can bring awareness so that if you feel a certain way, it's okay to talk about your feelings. If you feel a way where you feel like, you know, it's really, it, it's you in a dark path, you know, you're not yourself anymore because we all realize when we're not ourselves. The person who, uh, who has experienced something that put them in that situation just don't care anymore until it just goes downhill and before you know it, it's done. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Um, you, said, um, you said a point that stood out to me about we have to check on one another, right? Especially mm -hmm. us as men. Um, but it's it, it, it's so, like, I, I'm a certain way with checking up on people, right? I'm, I'm a FaceTime guy. I, I want to I see you. Mm -hmm. I want to hear you. I want to just get a vibe from you on FaceTime. Mm -hmm. But we're in a digital age where everybody wants to text. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's so easy to kind of like, yo, you good? Yeah, I'm straight. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Everything's all gravy as opposed to either getting on the phone or actually being able to visibly see the person, mm -hmm. and it's a lot, it's a lot um, harder to gauge how somebody's doing. Because again, I feel like a lot of times we just do checks because it's that time of the week. Like, I ain't heard from this person in almost two weeks. Let me see if they straight. Hey, yo, Edson, you all right? Yeah, bro, just working, same old, same old, right? We, we say the same things all the time, same old, same old. What else would be like, bro? This week was like I've never actually had somebody. Yo, how was the week? This week was awful, bro. Like, nah, man, mm. I don't know, man. I, don't, I hate this job. Everybody just kind of like, ah, you know, another week, another day, another dollar. We'll figure it out. So yeah. um, that's why when you said that, I'm like, well, and people get annoyed because you you could attest to this. I think I'm, 
you'll be texting me and I just, I get on FaceTime. Like, why mm -hmm. not? Why not just, you know, get in action, get to see the person, you know, enjoy a laugh, share a laugh. Um, mm -hmm. But people, people always make fun of me because you're know, always trying to FaceTime somebody. And, and, and I don't even do that intentionally. That's just my aura. Like, I'm a people person. I want to see people. I want people to see me, right? I, I want I want to get that real, um, almost like in-person interaction over the phone, which is what FaceTime is for, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's interesting that you say that because I feel like that makes it a lot harder given that people are just, people just want to text all day. And yeah. um, you can't really tell how somebody's doing via text. That's true. And, and because we're on the run all the time, we kind of get away with, okay, yeah, let's just text and then, and then hide all the hurt, all the, you know, all the, feelings behind oh yeah i'm good you know because you know in the person's face you can see yo, they, yo you ain't good man you you, you mm. look like you look like you're going through some stuff what's happening you know but because we're always on constant move and i think it is important for the facetime uh, it is important to do the facetime because uh you're looking at the person's face your, your face can't can't lie you see what i'm saying you have certain muscles in your face that basically put you out there you can say i'm good you know, if, <laughs> you, <look like, laughs> you know, so so you you can at least dig deeper there. You know, it's interesting too because uh, I had a, a client just like started a couple of months ago, and this guy, man of the family, um, uh, just to segue in a, a very similar to stay on the same topic but uh, different situation. Man of the family, he was doing everything he can to you know to help his family, and then pandemic started, lost his job. Now he wasn't working, and his wife is the only one that was working. And now she has to work two jobs because of what she was doing. She had to do it a couple of times. So she would leave her house at 4 o'clock in the morning and does not get home until almost 11 o'clock at night. And then for the next day, now this dude, all of a sudden, started getting sick. Like he, he's he, like he all part of the different part of his body was just hurting. He was pain like very pain. So now the thing is the 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 wife now took him to the hospital. Like they did all type of tests. He's fine physically, but he has he has no idea where the constant migraine is coming from. The pain in his back, like you know, they, they did all contests, MRI, CAT scan, all anything that you can think of. They did all those tests and nothing was wrong with him physically. Finally, they asked him to come see me because I, I um, we, we we had met like once or twice when I spoke at their their church. And then they um, when he came and we were just we were talking, he was severely depressed and he was actually on the verge of you know tr uh, try suicide and that was his last resort. When we come to figure out why did he feel that way, the man he's in his seventies. Uh, you know, usually that's one of the time when people are, you know, retired. Uh, he comes from a background where the, the pride in, you know, being sane and not having any mental issues because to them mental health issues is, is just the last resort for that kind. But anyway, um, come to find out because he lost his job and watching his wife struggle through all this and just to pay the bills, it, it physically made him sick. And he was severely depressed to the point that he he wanted to commit suicide because he feels that at least if he's not here, he doesn't have to feel that shame that the man of the house is supposed to be doing, but yet can't do because you know to you know it was he was not in his control, but he lost his job. pandemic kind of closed a lot of things down, and that raised 
the the depression level in all like in all people men women children you know so now how do we address that when we know exactly what the cause is and this is the time where we should definitely check on people more often because you don't get to see them i mean it's one thing to be away from your family far but if you two two doors down and you still can't come over and say hello that that made a, you know that definitely create a, a whole a whole pro- a whole other problem for for this at least this generation what do you guys have to point out on that see here's the thing too i i definitely agree man you know as as men or in people in general you should definitely have people check on you but so many people for so long have learned how to put a facade or put that mask on even when you call you know uh-huh. you can call and they know how to put the mask just like how they can text but as soon as the phone rings or you know how they always say on on um on uh on Instagram or Facebook people put a picture of themselves but then behind the scenes is chaos mm-hmm. so they know how to put that cover but i think what's most important is having somebody that knows it. hey Sean hey Pete man i know something's not right <laughs> mm-hmm. something's not right man are you sure you know having someone talk about you you know cuz the thing is as men we don't like to talk about our feelings we don't you know what it, and the reason why is we don't know how to start yeah. and i i promise you when we start it's almost as if everything that we held on to for so long like a scroll it just keeps coming out they start remembering oh yeah in this situation and in that situation and it just keeps coming it just keeps coming out and i think um what i've learned even working in the schools as a counselor with students um i tell even the young men when they start talking i tell them it's okay to cry and you should start seeing the tears and when you remind them how important they are and how much a life is worth living it's almost as if a breath of fresh air You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We often we talk about hey man it's going to be all, it's going to be alright. But sometimes people need words of affirmation to remind them that you know yeah life is hard. You know, sometimes you have to share your own experience because people need to know that hey we, we you know for us life hasn't always been peaches and roses. Mm-hmm. We all go through some type of challenge. There's been times where we had to cry. And I think we, it's okay for us as men to start talking like that. because the more that we hold on and have this persona as if hey I'm barbaric I don't need to cry you know that's not true because when you do feel pain and when you're hurt what does that look like you know you always hear people say oh man get over it get over it but the truth is you don't unless like Pete said unless you get the help or you focus on the cause until then that problem will never it almost be like you're building on top of other things like you know you can try to cover it up but it's still there no matter how much you try it's still there unless it's addressed so i think no matter what even with the facetime or the text it's important at least for each and every one of us to have that one person that say hey are you sure i'm going to come check on you let me come over you know at least get to the you know get to the nitty gritty and i think it's important for us too if we know that something wrong to have somebody to say hey man like you said John yeah so this week was a great man and somebody should ask you well, what happened you know what i'm saying go into details what happened and maybe by you speaking about it sometimes you start answering your own questions you start finding solutions by discussing and talking about it. 
Yeah, Peter, there's a question here um, that, that's asking. Peterson, I'm going to pass it to you to answer in just a second. I just want to touch on a point that you okay. made um, that resonated with me about, you know, telling your students, you know, it's okay to cry, bro. Like, you are human. It is okay to cry. And the tears come oh. out. Um, I'm thinking about, I, I myself as well, I'm an educator. I've been, you know, an educator for some years now. And I'm thinking back to... Um, some of some of the most impactful moments, right? I think I've been teaching what going on seven seven years. I've been seven eight years. I've been in education. Um, some of the most impactful moments that I've had involved crime. Whether it was me, mm. students, it just involved crime. Um, one that stood out to me: um, a seventh grade class. Um, I was in there teaching, um, and I left. The, the next teacher came, and students like they just lost it like mm. behavior, I'm talking about like behavior issues just like not listening you know doing what they want in the classroom um and again like for me like y'all I mean y'all y'all know where we come from with like with education like that's not something we play with whether it mm -hmm. was as a student or our teachers didn't play with us coming from where we come from. So I feel like that discipline that I've always had to have for my teachers helped me carry it over to culture in my classroom. Um, but again, I left the classroom, the teacher came in, teachers are, kids are wild. I'm down the hall, Edson, like, you know, lesson plan, prepping for my next class and I can hear it. So hmm. I'm in there and the, the teacher's like, I, I, I walk in there at first, I'm just kind of like observing, right? Trying to see if they'll stop, they'll just start listening. It ain't, it ain't happening. They, they were just wild. Teachers trying to get them back on track. They're not going. So I just, like, I became so emotional by the fact that, especially I'm watching black and brown kids who look like me, essentially mm. saying, I don't care about this education you're trying to do. So it brought me back to my youth years, right, growing up in Haiti, and how my dad had to work. My dad had to move to America, right, while we were still in Haiti, five kids and a mom, work, you know, all day, all night to make money to put us in schools because you know in Haiti schools, how schools are like, you can't go to a school unless you have money. You're, going, you're not going to get an education unless you can get into a good private school or something like that. So I'm thinking back like, yo, my dad literally had to like move away from his family for years to give us something. And these kids have free schools, you know, excellent teachers, this and that. And they're just, I became emotional and I just started addressing them and they felt the hurt in me right? Everybody in the class started pouring, crying. I'm talking about like, and I just couldn't believe it. And they were just mm. like apologizing. I was like, yo, the only way you can really make this right is, is by focusing on you. Don't worry about what Mr. Alcide's experience was, right? Worry about making sure you take this opportunity and you cherish it. So again, the crying, for me, I've, like, I've never been, I've never been afraid of crying in front of people. Like if I'm if, if it gets to that point, now I'm not a crybaby. I'm not just going to start yeah, crying yeah. for no reason. But if it gets to that point, I'm not the type like, nah, I can't cry. Absolutely not. I teach my and, and I, I teach my son um, joy emotion, and I teach when I'm sad. Like I've, I don't I, I don't feel like I need to hide it because that might lead to what Peterson was saying, triggering me feeling like, well, I'm just going to bottle it all in, and eventually it'll just. You know, it, it'll kill me later at some yeah. point. So, again, the emotionality standpoint is something that I love. I love when kids show emotion, whether it's anger, right? You're angry as long as you're able to, 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 to um, portray that in a respectful way. And it's not always going to be respectful, right? But I'd rather you get it out 
than for you to feel like you you don't have a voice or you don't have a space that is safe for you to 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 uh, to, to show your hurt. A lot of times, the hurt is not always going to be how we want it. Right? We might tell somebody, tell us how you really feel. Well, I think you're really terrible and you should get out my face. Sometimes you just need to get that so you can like, all right, oh, can we can we talk about it now? Like so can we move yeah. So yes, I, I that, that resonated with me a lot. Peterson, do you wanna address the question um about now that we know these these um we're aware of these things, how do we raise our kids? How do we raise our kids to be emotionally and just you know substantially aware and how to combat potential feelings of um depression well <clears throat> i'm glad you point that out because i was looking at that question too now the thing is you guys basically answered that already the the, the, the fact that you talk to your, your to talk to your kids talk to your students let them know that it's okay to to talk back it's okay to respond it's okay to show how you're feeling is a good way to avoid a lot of that. Because remember, the generation before, even our generation, when they tell you the kids don't cry, kids don't express their feelings, this is part of the issue because the, the, the one, that's one of the, one of the things that really brings the whole depression into, into light because if you are holding it all in and you're not sharing it, you are not, uh, you, you, you're not releasing your, yourself of a lot of these, these pressures. So you, you can't you hear nothing back from anybody else. So if you didn't find the answer, therefore there's no answer. And that basically, you, you hold it in. Uh, but if you're able to express your feelings, you, uh, you know, when, when, you, uh, when you are feeling some, some, some type of way. And, and uh, another thing that also caused a lot of depression is a trauma. It could be a number of ways. If the, you experience the trauma and you just, you just say, you know what, I'll just hold it in and do it. I remember growing up, <clears throat> we'd go to funerals. You won't only see the women just crying and then just doing all mm -hmm. that hysterical thing. Yeah, some of it might be added hysterical, but some, most of it really, that's how they want to express themselves. Let it out. You know, they, they cry, they scream. Some of them won't even want to jump in the, in the tomb with, with the person. And, and you're like, yo, <laughs> seriously? But the dudes who are not only carrying the casket or, or who are part of the family, they just... <laughs> mm -hmm. They just hold it in this and that, and then they go they go to work and they just go hurt somebody because that's mm -hmm. how they can let it out. Somebody gets under their skin, all of a sudden they just can't. They can only explode, uh, you know. So mm -hmm. if if we if we tell the kids, if we talk to them when they're going through something, show them and help them express themselves because some kids really don't know how to do it. You have to really show them if they've never seen you do it, or they don't see anybody else. I was gonna say, do they need to see you? Do they need to see you vulnerable in that space to, it, to feel? Exactly, and I honestly, really, really felt that I could express feelings after I saw my dad cry the first time. I can't even tell you exactly when that was, but first time he actually wept, and. Hmm. You know, because you know my dad to be that, that like, like you mentioned earlier, he's that hardcore that he's always on the move doing something. He's always traveling this because he has to make this happen. And you always see him as, as that strong guy. But it's not to say he was weak then. He just showed a different side of him. Okay, he can be vulnerable as well. He can be, you know, he, he has his weak moments. And it's not to say he's a weak guy. He's just, he, he always wants to work. He always wants to, but even him sometimes, he had to convince himself. I don't need to work anymore. I had a health issue. So you kind of have to step back. Some men have not learned to do that, to know how to back off. Okay, mm. so if you teach your kids that from the get-go, 
you got to know when to go and we got to know when to stop. You got to know when to slow down and you have to know when to express in, in a diff your emotion in different ways. We have a better chance of avoiding some of this, especially for the depression part. You have a, a much better chance of uh, avoiding it because <clears throat> one of the things you do with uh, with depression is really just talking about some of the situation because once you release that you you unclog your mind and that allows you to be a little more flexible into uh, helping some of the symptoms you're dealing with because all the symptoms they're just different things you take medication it helps the symptom not the, not the illness it might yeah. help you not uh, not cry all the time. It might help you not being in such a bad mood or it might be something to get you up and moving. Does that mean you're still not depressed? No, it just gets you moving because it gets your adrenaline moving through your body. And But it just gets the body moving, but it's not getting the brain moving. You see what I mean? That's why I tell people it's okay to, if they give you medication, again, I'm not going to tell everybody to drop your medication, don't take them. But you have to find different avenues, ways to naturally get yourself up and going because that would help your body more than just, uh, you know, taking your pills and then, okay, you're good and moving. It doesn't mean you're happy, nor does it mean that you are uh, no longer depressed. It just means that you got something for the body, but what happens to the brain? The brain slowly deteriorates until you then explode. Hmm. And then, you know, or you do something drastic, suicide or hurt somebody else. It could be a number of things. Anybody else could, it could manifest in anybody else uh, in any bit different, differently. But no, like I always tell my psychology students, especially the intro to psych classes, no, by the end of the class, you have to know who you are. Hmm. If you don't learn about who you are, you won't know how you, you're upset. I, I uh, when I go to work, a lot of people see me because I'm always serious. They're like, yo, you grumpy. I'm like, I'm not. I'm just serious. It, it's work. <laughs> I know how you expect me to be joking around all the time. But again, when I start joking around, I do joke around. You know, it's it just it's just that. But I know who I am. I know why, how I am, and I know whether or not I'm serious or upset. But some people, be, if they've never seen you like this, or they they see that a little continuously, they just think it's an issue. You have to teach your children how to really get to know themselves before they try to get involved with anything else. Uh, because, you know, if you don't know yourself, then you get yourself in more trouble because you don't know what you can handle. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I saw a quote, and I'll, this is kind of like a question for you guys, because I know you guys are more well-versed in that. I saw um, someone say, every person, happy, sad, old, young, every person, should be in therapy. Do you guys agree with that? Yes. Yes. I say, I say that on the podcast all the time. Just like you get help, uh, like every six months, you go to a doctor to make sure that you're in good shape physically, you should see a therapist at least a, a couple of times, every, every couple of months, just to unclog. A therapist has a therapist. Why? Because he's dealing with so many people's emotions. You have to find a way to keep yours in check. You see what I mean? You. The thing is, a lot of people don't take it seriously. They wait for it to get to go in, like get bad. Like you know, you you have a a simple little headache. You're like, ah, I'm fine, fine, fine. Until you realize your head is about to split apart, and then you're like, okay, fine, let's go back. And then they tell you it's a tumor. Hmm. If you had if you had uh, gone to if you had went to the doctor the first time you felt it, it would not have escalated this far. If you feel like you're not yourself, talk to somebody. If you, if you, you know, everybody should be in therapy on a regular basis. Well, not doesn't have to be a weekly thing. It could be every two weeks or every couple of months. 
but it is important to see someone and talk to someone and just release because <clears throat> there are things you might not be able to figure out in the past couple of months that you weren't even thinking about, but still affecting you mentally. So you want to make sure that you get that check on, you know, before. And the, the, uh, just to touch on the crying thing, a lot of people don't realize when when you feel like crying, it's because there's a buildup of emotions or something or something, and the 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 crying is like a flush. It flushes through to help you rela release that pressure. So if you don't do it because they say you're not a man, if you do then you create an issue. All these cryings are building up and then you either implode or explode. One way or another, somebody's going to get hurt. Definitely. Yeah. I think another thing too, Pete, just to talk, just to piggyback, Sean, too, is, um, you know, we always focus on the busy, you know, us as men, it's important that we're going to have to take care of ourselves, too, and putting the right things in our body. Uh, we had Dr. Ben a few um, episodes ago, and he mentioned this, which came to mind, where he says that um, if you're deficient in vitamin B, it also can affect the way that you think, depression, anxiety, um, which can also lead to lots of different forms of irritation. You're angry, you're upset because it's an imbalance. So it's important to while we are, you know, learn to speak to someone as men, to talk about our feelings. Um, we have to also take, take into consideration, too, what we're putting in our bodies as well. How are we taking care of ourselves? What are we putting in? Um, we work hard, right? We, we're told, okay, yeah, we have to work for the family. But then what are you putting in physically? Because you need that to not only have optimal health mentally, but physically, if you don't put the right things in, guess what it affects? Your mind. Mm -hmm. We were talking about the, the, the stomach is the second brain. And this brain is what feeds this. The stomach is what feeds this. Mm -hmm. So whatever we're putting in here, is it right? Guess what's going to happen up here? It's not going to be right either. Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think it's important, too, that we, we, we understand, like you said, when you, when you do get blood work and you go to, you know, to the doctor, it's important to understand and know someone that can help you break down what are these numbers looking like. Mm -hmm. Or, two, if you're feeling a certain way, having that person that you can talk to and say, hey, I've been feeling like this for the past couple of days. What do you think I should do? And if somebody's honest and that's going to be real with you, that's not going to sugarcoat and say, oh, you know, well, whatever you think is right, it's cool. No, nah, you want somebody to tell you straight up, no, nah, you need to go now. Or, yeah, I think this is all right. But you just need someone in your corner that no matter what, they're not going to shift. They're not going to um, move like the wave, you know? Wherever, wherever the waves go, they flow. And then, you know, what, what you see is what you get. And so I think, too, you know, what, what, what are you putting in your body? Think about all those different things. Um, and I think, again, holding each other accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold each other accountable. Like, if you're slipping up, if you're doing something that you know is not right, having someone's going to tell you, bro, it's not looking good. You know what I'm saying? It is. We need that. And so I think it makes us look at things differently because now you realize I'm not only living for myself, but I have other support. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's part of, you know, looking out for each other type of thing. So if if I know Ed is not, you know, taking good care of himself, I'm like, dude, man, you got to do something. You got to step up. You got, And that's why a lot, a lot of the posts I, I do uh, I post, uh, you know, whether it's the online or uh, in the in the private chat with, with uh, friends and family, 
it's not to say okay yeah you have to do this but it's just uh, to let you know there are op options out there and <laughs> we see we see that um there's this show i was watching recently that told us about the, the red knee and how it affects your body and your brain and you you could say that a number of times but the thing is until someone else on tv says it or someone that you don't know <laughs> say it it's never right so then i recorded it and then it shared it to the group because <laughs> At least you can see these guys, even th those guys that are making movies and shows, they're also aware of the situation. They're like, you know what? We know what this is. We're playing doctors on TV, but the information is is true. You know, and they give you statistics, all that stuff. You can look it up if you want, but people are not paying attention, and it's unfortunate. This this uh, this person po posted, said, I agree, but it's kind of hard for an individual to make a difference in themselves if they don't have the tools the right tools to do it look the thing is it's hard to 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 make a difference period even if you do have the tools so we understand that it can be even tougher if you don't have the tools but if you feel like there's an issue find somebody mm -hmm. there's always somebody there's always uh someone around or uh, or go online figure out who who uh, in your area can help or even across the world nowadays there's no limit to where the person can be that help i still have a client i'm seeing from arizona and we're not even in the same time zone. Why they need the help they want, they want us. So we push for it, we work out of time, make it happen. The, you, if you feel like you need the help, you have to, you have to step up first because I can't go to anybody's house and say, I, I think you need help. Uh, especially if I don't know them because they'll probably shoot me. But the thing is, if you, but if you, if you make the first step, you will get the help. You just have to figure out. And some people feel like, okay, they have to be in therapy for years. There's no, you don't have to be in therapy for years. Everybody takes, some people just need to see you for a couple of days. Other people, they need to see you for eight weeks. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if it is your desire to be better, to feel better, and to at least make, you know, make your life worth living, you have to make the first step. Otherwise, it's going to be a waste of time for anybody else involved. So true. You guys are getting free game right now from a practicing psychologist right here on Instagram <laughs> Live. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, again, I, I when you when um when I I made the post, you guys did an episode about it. I listened to it at least three times. The last time I listened to it was when I sent you the picture when I was driving to work. Yeah. I was listening to it, and that's when it, it hit me like, bro, like we gotta take this conversation. You know, to to those who are not on Spotify and you know Apple and just want, just on Instagram scrolling, you might just you know open it and, and find something useful, right? So um, this was definitely um, necessary for me too, because I'm trying to like I'm trying to get better in my mental space. I feel mm -hmm. like now I'm the busiest I've ever been in my life, right? Like yeah. Whether I'm, it's, it's business ventures, whether it's work. Whether it's you know wife at home, whether it's kid at home, it's like I feel overwhelmed a lot, and I'm like I want to know for myself, right? More than anything, I want to know for myself what does this feel like, and mm -hmm. if that's what it feels like, what do I do? Because mm -hmm. it's it's real, right? I know it's real for a lot of people. I have friends who who are in therapy for it, and they're telling mm -hmm. me, but I'm like I don't know that I feel that. But what I wanted to know was what do I feel? What is that? That's mm -hmm. why, that's what triggered the post. I don't yeah. feel like that, but what I feel feels not great. Um, but I don't want to label it as that because I don't know, mm -hmm. right? So that's yeah. why I, I posed the question. And again, a lot of people just reached out with a lot of feedback, privately and publicly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was definitely a good move. The thing is, uh, uh, you know, we, 
we, we tend to just you know just keep life going without realizing what can what can arise in the process you know and you know little do we know so much can happen in one conversation and so little can happen in a whole lot of conversation it all depends on and how what context you look at it how important it is to you and you know and i'm glad you know when, when i saw it and ed saw it too he's like well, that was a good question and we we, we definitely mm -hmm. have to do an episode on it because it, it's been like it's been a question that we've been talking about especially that the past week before that too we're talking about how men think why do they behave why do they talk or converse a certain way and it was just the, the right time for us to bring that topic hopefully people are enjoying having that conversation or you know or at least feeding off something you know, from it feeling like okay yeah there, you know there's something i can do about it i don't have to feel that way all the time and you know <clears throat> when a foreign feeling comes along we tend to just ignore it because ah, it's fine it's going until it gets worse you know and 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 that's usually the 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 bottom line cuz once it gets when it gets to to the worst feeling the worst situation where something is actually affecting your health is affecting your health more than you expected then that's when we're like okay yeah let's do something about it at that point you can't say i just want to go one time it's it's like it's like you let a tumor grow and then you just want to go for one visit no at that point we got to keep you in the hospital and have surgery and all that stuff and you know and how do we get you back it really all depends on you what do you want to do for yourself and and that's one of the things that inspired the whole podcast itself living a uh, living a, a life that is worth living it can be hard but it can be very simple if you do all the little things little by little instead of waiting for to just do one giant thing mm -hmm. i think another good thing too now with um with uh, uh um 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 uh, social media you know back then you've had lots of mom groups let's say for example you had mom groups so when you know when 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 you just had a baby or you know you have a toddler or you have children there was always this club or a group of moms that came together and they talked and they encouraged each other for us as men we didn't have that you know what we did we played basketball we did everything else other than really talk about real deep issues and i know somebody mentioned that you know some things have been passed down or inherited from our parents which is definitely true but we don't have enough men groups in that sense to really discuss Hey man, you're not the only one going through this. You know, we go through the same thing or we've gone through the same thing. But let me tell you, these are something that I've done. I'm not telling you that this is going to work for you, but these are some of the things that I've done. Giving examples, kind of sharing um um views of hey, you know, I may be going through something similar. And believe it or not, that might trigger you say, "Wow, you know, I'm not alone." So, this is that's not just me. And so I think it it makes a difference because you know oftentimes some ladies will say not my husband he won't do this nope not him why not <laughs> you know why not and I think too it, I think we as men have to start being open to our you know if, if if the lady in your life is asking questions trying to find a way to um, not always have our guards up and I know sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable it's hard because I know sometimes and that and the truth is. if you get into discussion or or disagreement some things you're afraid may be thrown back in your face and that happens and you got to learn you know and you're like okay you know what i'm not letting this happen again so uh at the end of the day it's really trying to find that balance of having that group of 
um, um, friends. Again, we talked about having, you know, holding you accountable, but also having groups of men um, that are, are, are going, you know, that, that are uh, in the same situation as you are in learning how to grow, you know, learning how to feed off of each other, um, um, creating different um, tactics, like you said, calling each other, having a buddy system. You can have six guys. Maybe every week you switch it up. Hey, man, I'm going to check on you this week. And you be consistent. You see what I'm saying? Like having that consistency, checking on somebody. Like you sure you're good. And after a while, while you start building that rapport, you'll know when that person isn't good. Mm-hmm. And once something's wrong, that group of guys can come together and say, hey, one of our brothers is down, so we need to pick him up. And I think that's what's important, too. And that's a form of therapy itself. While you're getting professional help, you also have another support group of guys. Just like we can talk about different things. Mm-hmm. We can talk about a whole bunch of different things um, um, that we enjoy. But the one thing that we don't talk about is what's inside, which is most important. Mm-hmm. What's in our hearts, what's in our minds. And if we don't get that straight, we're in trouble. Everything else is everything else is a facade. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important that we do get that 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 that, that, that men's club, so to speak. Our moms have that club. Men should have some form of a club too, where you come together, you discuss certain issues that are going on, and you have a group of men that are honest, that are true, that will hold you accountable, mm-hmm. and that you hold each other accountable, and let you know when you're slipping and when you're doing good. And reminding each other, hey man, it's worth as our you know as as, as our podcast is it's worth living, no matter what, it's yeah. worth living. It's important that you hear. So yeah. even with the with the moms group, the moms group because you have men in your life, brother, sister, husband, boyfriend. You your part of the topic topics you should talk about is how to help them. Uh, you know, you know, at least talk about some of the stuff that they're going through, or even just help them help their lives a little better. Because guess what? If they're if they're if they're living an easier life, or they're they they're not stressed so much, and they're not they don't have to they're not suffering from certain things, it makes your life easier. Because the mm-hmm. less thing that you have to worry about, because you don't want your husband going to work, or your boyfriend, or your uh, sibling, uh, your brother or sister. I mean, your brother goes to work and. The thing, uh, the thing that they're dealing with, is so hard that they get into accidents and all that stuff. Because you know, we, we sort of have to help each other uh, along the way. And 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 I want to point out this one thing before um, before I, I turn it over. This this um, this person who just wrote the trauma trauma comes from family. I mean, from your parents. Nine out of ten times they come from your family. I mean, your parents. And it is so true that I want to point that out mainly because that also attached to the question Sean asked earlier, how do you teach your children uh, to not, you know, to, to, uh, to, to, to share and, and all, all these things? Well, if you don't make your problem their problem all the time, that also helps. There are problems that are parent problems, not children problems. Your children yeah. should not have to try to solve your problem, okay? At least not at a young age. Okay, we're not talking about 30-year-old uh, son who needs to help the parents one way or another. We're talking about t- your teenage children or younger who have to suffer the same thing. I mean, I'm sure as educators, when you, uh, when you have to deal with a child who's dealing with their own parents' problem, that doesn't help them at all in the classroom because 
they now mm -hmm. have to find a way to get money in the house because parents are not working. Yeah, it's a problem that the parents need to solve, not the, not the kids. The kids can feel that there's no money, but they shouldn't have to feel like they might live in the, on the street because then they'll be pushed to do anything mm. to keep you out of the street, and that gets them in trouble as well. So all that trauma, all that issue, we have to compartmentalize to know what can we talk to our children about and what can stay with, what do we keep from them as far as you know their growth? Because yeah, they say, oh yeah, you don't like you don't like your children. You don't lie to your children, but you can simplify the, the the some of the issues that the family is going through so that they don't have to sit there and think about it because they won't. They won't uh, take it and dissect that, I and mean, they, they won't be able to digest that information the same way you do. If they, because them, they'll go from A to Z when you can go from A, B, C, D down the line before you find an answer. So they, when they go to Z, it's never a good thing. From A to Z, it's never a good thing. There's a lot of steps you skipped that can cause a lot of problems. So, yeah. Anyway, I don't wanna I don't wanna keep us too long, but if there's any other questions in the line or between us, we can point that out before we think I know we just cracked over an hour. And <laughs> <laughs> that went by pretty fast. It uh, did, it did. But the one thing I can add one other thing that I that stood out to me even during that signs of suicide with the students is I think for us as adults we can act on it too. And it was there were three things that were very meaningful, which again, kind of ties into the support that you need as a man. And um, um, the three things, is the acronym called ACT. And the first one, ACT, is A, acknowledge. Acknowledge that either you or you know someone that has an issue. Mm -hmm. And once you find that out, the C stands for care. Make sure you let the person know how much they, um, you know, how much you mean to them and how much they mean to others. And the last one, T, represents tell. Once you know that there's an issue, you got to tell somebody. Don't keep it to yourself. Even if you're going through it, let somebody know. Even if you don't understand, let's say, for example, like Sean asked a question. How do I know if I'm depressed or if I'm, you got to tell somebody, you know, ask, hey, I'm feeling a certain way. What do you think about this? Mm -hmm. And maybe that person, they don't know. They may know somebody else. Somebody like Pete, like, hey, I got a buddy. Let me call him up and let's, let's talk about some of the characteristics that you're feeling and see what he thinks. And so I think that those three things are very important. Acknowledge, care, and tell. And I think that that alone can summarize how important it is for us to get the help that we need. So. Yeah, and, and the thing is, just like you mentioned, Ed, the, I have to say, more people who ask, so they will call or text or email, email me and ask, oh, what do you think of this? I have a friend who this and that, who's, not going, who's going through some stuff, this and that. What do you think? And it, most of them have been women, but mm. the thing is, some men are coming around. We talked about that in the last episode in the podcast. Some yeah. women, some men are still are coming around and say, you know what, I'm, I've been feeling a little weird these past few days. You know, you know, what do you think? You know, so it, it's it's been refreshing seeing that. So I'm, it's just more like an like one encourage men to just go out there because again, it it, it doesn't hurt to ask if if they're wrong. If it's something simple great but if it is something that needs to be dealt with it is you want to tackle that as early as possible and I, you know so it's just good to see at least this new generation is opening up a little more but we have to push them a little more for people to really just open up and try to see what they can do before things get to the bottom line because again the bottom line is never 
is never a good thing because it takes a lot, a lot, a lot more work and a lot longer to really get back on top once you reach the bottom line. But if you, if you're just in the surface, reach out, figure out what it is. It could be something. It could be nothing. It could be something simple, but it could be a whole lot before you know it. It gets worse. But yeah, any last word, uh, Sean? No, um, just again, just I'm just trying to stay as informed and as educated as possible. Um, and obviously, this is this is stuff that's that's vital, right? Like, like Edson said, if you don't take care of yourself, it don't matter what you've built, what you're doing. If you're not here to literally um, maintain it, mm -hmm. then, you know, in sport, you see the best abilities, availability. Right. Mm -hmm. if, you're, mm -hmm. if you're a great basketball player, but you're hurt all the time, you're not helping the team, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're not taking care of your body as you know a part of a family, you're not helping your family, you know, be productive or you know build a future for your family if you're not going to be a part of that equation because you know you're 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 not taking care of your mentals or your physical health, whatever um, it may be. So I, for me, it's just continue to be informed about these things because again. I, I've never been a person that liked to talk about this stuff. Right? So this is like just me kind of like, you know, tipping my toe into the water. Uh, I feel like I've become more vulnerable since I've been, you know, an educator. I, I never mm -hmm. talked about feelings and all this yep. other stuff. But working yep. with kids, just hearing their problems all day and mm -hmm. having to come some of my problems, like in regards to like what I've had to overcome to motivate them. That's mm -hmm. made me wow. This stuff is actually kind of therapeutic in a way, right? Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, well, you wouldn't understand. Actually, I, I just might. I kind of. <laughs> when I was in fifth grade, I did that too, right? Mm -hmm. I got in trouble for that too, and mm -hmm. I ended up being okay because I understood I had to move on. So things like yeah. that, I feel like, has made me, you know, a little bit more vulnerable in talking about things that I typically wouldn't be comfortable with talking about but this mental health stuff like i need that i need to absorb all that yeah, education yeah. so i can make sure that i'm good right so i i, I need to be there. so that's why um i again i wanted to do this with you guys and again i just appreciate it peterson make sure you save this um yes when you when you end the live it's gonna i know you've never done this before so i gotta literally coach you through it <laughs> when you end the live it's gonna give you it might give you the option to save it like download it mm -hmm. um, if it doesn't it'll give you an option to say share to igtv if it doesn't give you the download option share it to igtv all right and even if you download it i need you to share it to igtv anyway because i'm i'm nervous that you're not gonna do it um, <laughs> that you can have okay. <laughs> all right so when you say end they're talking about when I push the X, right? And then, okay. When, when right, you push I'll, the X, it's going to ask you end, end live now. You're going to say end live. And it's either going to give you the download option or it's going to give you, it's going to say delete video or share it to IGTV. If there's no download, you share it to IGTV and you can get it from there. Right. That's, 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 that's why it's important to have the men's group. You know what I'm saying? The men's club. <laughs> I mean, I know, that's man. That's how it comes together. Man, he knows. I always contact him when I have these uh, these uh, uh, questions about some of his new technology stuff. I mean, I've seen it. I've joined live, but I've never had to do one myself. So, right. it, yeah. it's a good point yeah. you said that because uh, <laughs> God knows I probably would have sent that thing over. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it was a, it was a pleasure having this this episode. Definitely. Hopefully, you know, people are open to it. Uh, and you know, people don't realize how much your mental health can do to both help you or hinder you 
your future because um, sometimes we don't we don't we don't realize it until we're halfway through. You know, one last thing I point out, and I, I don't I don't watch basketball as often, but I remember Derrick Rose because he was a very good ball player uh, when he was in Chicago. This still been, very good. And well, see that's the thing because after he got better, for some reason he still hadn't played. But I had a feeling it was his mental state because now that fear that was created. You know, when uh, and hurting your leg again, it is yes. a crazy thing because it could you, you cannot be playing basketball and you're thinking about your ankle, that's not going to help. So, if, if that is a part of your thinking process while you're playing, that's a problem that's gonna, that's gonna hurt your game, you know. So, mm -hmm. if we don't get our mind in check, the body can never be in check. If we don't right. get over a certain fear. You know, we can never move forward because we're always going to have that fear that's going to keep us from going forward. But anyway, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. As always, we usually say. I am incredibly made. You are incredibly made. We're all incredibly made. And therefore, it's worth living.